guys for tuning in for another episode of Weird Mythic Podcast. That's Naomi. (laughs) And I got Serena next to me. And we have a guest today. We have a guest. Who is our guest, Serena? He is my man, my fiance. This is my baby daddy. (laughs) Hey, boy, hey. Anthony, say hi. Hello. How are you guys doing today? (laughs) Well, this is going to be so much fun. We're following it up after we had lovely V on Mm -hmm. from Life Paranormal with V last episode. This episode, we segued into it a little bit Mm -hmm. last time. We're going to be talking about time travel. Yay, time travel. So I'm going to start off with one of my favorite stories of time travel. Um, And then we're just going to let T kind of take over the show. And I'm excited to hear what you got (laughs) for us, man. Thank you. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. So um, mine's a little short story, but I've heard it so many times and I was happy to do some research on it. Um, I'm going to be talking about the Torrid Tokyo Traveler. So... This was in 1954 or or 1956, okay? Between the times of 1954 <laughs> and 1956. So there's this guy. He gets off of his plane and he's heading to the next plane and has to go through, you know, security and whatnot. He is in Tokyo. So he goes up to the security desk and he hands him his passport like you're supposed to do. He's leaving the country. I want my stamp. I need to get on the plane. Let's do this. <laughs> so the passport guy does not recognize the country of origin that this passport is from. Although everything looks totally legit. He even has um, stamps from, you know, other cities and countries that he's been to. And everything looks legit except for the country of origin. The country that said that this man was from is called Torrid. And I saw it spelled a couple different ways, guys. The one that I have is T-A-U-R-E-D, and then there's also T-A-U-R-I-D. So, um, but yeah, so the the guy at the security desk is trying to figure out, okay, have I not heard of Torrid? Is this just a small country that I haven't come across yet? And anyways, he can't find it. So he has no idea where the hell this passport is. And the guy who gave him the passport is like, Dude, I'm from this country. Like, obviously, I have, like, all my paperwork. I'm here on business. I'm supposed to meet up with this other business guy for blah, blah, blah. And the man is speaking fluent Japanese also. And he's not Japanese. He's from Torrid. So I thought that was interesting also. I think I've heard of this one. Is this... I think he, like, points it out on yeah. a map and everything. He yeah. does. Yeah, exactly. So he does point it out on the map. And it's actually um, between the cities of France, or not the cities, the countries <laughs> of France and Spain, which actually is the country called Andorra, which is a real country, but I don't believe it's a country anymore. Sounds made up. It's not. It's not made up. Andorra like was a Genovia. real place. Like Genovia. <laughs> so this guy is telling the security now he's talking to multiple security guys at this point because they can't let him in and he's like just let me in it's been a long day you know so the security people actually take him into custody they start to kind of grill him on like you know where are you from who are you meeting up with he has multiple things of currency also that is like modern currency that everybody recognizes and he keeps saying he's like no this is where my country is supposed to be but it's not on this map and he's pointing to andorra and he's like this is where torrid is it's been a country for a thousand years so according to this guy this is a well-known country Interesting. (laughs) so they arrest this guy and he's very confused of course he's like what the hell i'm just here on business so 
they arrest him. But instead of like taking him to prison or jail or anything, they take him to a hotel room because they're trying to figure out who the hell this guy <laughs> is. So the Japanese airport security people get him a room that's at nice. a hotel that's near the airport. And they did have a security guard outside the hotel room all night. Okay, so just keep that in mind. So they actually try to get in contact or they did get in contact with whatever company the man was there to, to like see for his business trip. They said they don't have any idea who this guy is. They're like, I'm sorry, I don't know who he is. He's not one of our employees. Very strange, right? But the guy had the correct paperwork to prove that he worked for them. So that was another odd thing. Yeah. Parallel universe. So, so they keep this guy in the hotel room. They're trying to figure shit out this ten- at that night. And the security people and police go back to the hotel room the next morning. And as I said, there was a security guard outside the room the entire night. Well, the guy wasn't in there. Open the door. All his stuff was gone. He was gone. It didn't even look like anyone was sleeping in the bed. What floor was he on? Actually, I don't know. Don't know that. So first he floor he got out the window. Like. <laughs> I don't think it was the first floor. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But so there's no trace of this There's guy. no trace of him after that. What about, oh, I guess there wouldn't be like security cameras. Freaking Not crazy. inside the room yeah, either. All of his passports and his documents and everything. Everything was, was gone. Well. But this is actually documented at that airport. I'm going to post the um, the sightings I have on our website and everything cool. for you guys. But yeah, so um, that's the mysterious Torrid Traveler. Um, they still have no idea who this man was. I did find one instance of this guy named John Zegras. He claimed to be the man from Torrid at one point. But he wasn't, he was found out to be a phony. They're like, this wasn't the guy. And his Korean wife actually said, no, he's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And that was actually in 1959. So it really wasn't even that far off. It was pretty quickly, but it was all over the news. They have no idea who this guy was. And I don't know anything about him. I'm finding that about a lot of the research that I've been doing is that there's always somebody who like tries to... Mm-hmm. Say it's them or this or that and get discredited. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's my little time travel story. I I always thought it was interesting. That's it was cool. one of my favorites. So All right. Well, let's throw this over to Anthony. What are you going to be talking about today? Okay. So I'm doing the Montauk Project, which was uh, an experiment carried out at Montauk Point, New York, on the southeastern tip of Long Island. It was essentially two projects. It started out as a mind control project where research was conducted on how to influence the mind using electromagnetic energy. And later the project evolved into a time travel project where the researchers discovered they could manipulate time using the same technology they used to manipulate the mind. Huh. Um, The hit TV series Stranger Things was supposedly based off of the Montauk Project, and the original title of the show was actually Montauk. Or I saw, saw other uh, references where it was titled Project Montauk. Alright. I need to watch Stranger Things, guys. You haven't watched Stranger <laughs> Things? Not. Oh I know, I'm so behind. A really good show. I would recommend checking Coming it out. Coming soon. If you <laughs> Naomi's review of Stranger Things. Okay, so... In order to talk about the Montauk Project, we have to talk about Camp Hero. Camp Hero is a now decommissioned and essentially abandoned military base in Montauk Point that dates back as far as the Revolutionary War. Uh, The base was used for training purposes throughout many wars and was originally designed as a coastal defense station under the disguise 
of a small fishing village. The base was a self-contained town, which had a recreational facility, barracks, and its own power station. Hmm. By the 1950s, control of the base was largely transferred to the United States Air Force, and by the 1960s, a radar system was installed, which included a massive 70-ton, 120-foot radar dish, which was... Considered to be one of the most advanced for its time. And what year was that that they did that? It just said it was in or around the 1950s. Okay. 60s? Either way, that's a lot to do in the 60s. They didn't, like, these satellites were huge back then. Yeah. Kind of gives you a glimpse of the technology we had even back then, though, which is interesting. Uh, So the base was closed in 1982. And by 1984, the base was transferred to various government agencies, most of which is now operated by the New York State Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation. But there's so much security around it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So much security. Oh, yeah. I can't go visit? No, Damn. you can't. <laughs> I get shot? <laughs> okay, so from here, uh, the, we have the Montauk Project, Experiments in Time, which was a book written by Preston Nichols and Peter Moon. Uh, This book details the two's experience at Camp Hero, which involves time travel, mind control, opening portholes to other dimensions, and extraterrestrials. Ooh. Aliens. 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 (laughs) The book is claimed to be the work of science fiction, but many speculate whether that claim is true. The book centers, obviously, around the Montauk Project, which is alleged to be an extension of the Philadelphia Experiment, also known as... Project Rainbow. Uh, Naomi yes. has also done a little research <laughs> I, into uh, I didn't the mean Philadelphia to. Experiment. I just kept looking into it. <laughs> so let's explain this Philadelphia experiment. It's okay. It's alleged that it is a military experiment carried out by the U.S. Navy in 1943. It mm-hmm. involves claims that the USS Eldridge, a Navy destroyer escort ship. Uh, was rendered invisible using electromagnetic energy. The ship was not only invisible to enemy radars, but also invisible to the naked eye and supposedly removed from the space-time continuum. Yeah, they keep saying that. It really, it was never for us to be invisible. Just invisible to radar is what they kept saying and everything. They're like, no, that's not what we meant. That's still fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, in the book, sometime in the 1950s, two surviving researchers from Project Rainbow begin to discuss the continuing of the project's research. They send a report over to the United States Congress, which is uh, rejected due to the project being too dangerous. Instead, Mm -hmm. a proposal is made directly to the United States Department of Defense promising them a new powerful weapon which would drive the enemies insane by causing schizophrenia at the touch of a button. Which is pretty crazy because when they did the Philadelphia experiment, there is um, some reports saying that when they came back, that people were either acting crazy, like they were schizophrenic, they were extremely confused, and I think, I I don't know if you're going to mention this, but (laughs) the scariest part, Mm -hmm. some of the soldiers were fused together with the USS Eldridge. Yes, yes. (laughs) Creepy. Yeah. So, without uh, Congress's approval, uh, the project was secretly funded and classified as top secret. The Department of Defense approved the project, and funding came from a cache of Nazi gold recovered in a train tunnel 
by U.S. Mm-hmm. soldiers yeah. in France. Yeah. Jesus. It was estimated that this uh, Nazi gold was worth approximately $10 billion in U.S. dollars. So for, then, the, for their time or now? Uh, back then, yeah. Back then. Which Holy is shit. a hell of a lot of money now. A <laughs> hell so. of a lot of money. So the train gets blown up and all of the soldiers that are involved are killed. He says hey. casually. <laughs> <laughs> So, when funding runs out, additional funding is sponsored by the Krupp family, which is a, uh, a famous bloodline from Germany in, um, I believe it was Essen. And they're famous for production of artillery, ammunition, uh, various armaments, armaments, and steel. <laughs> okay, so from here, the, pro- uh, the project gets moved to Brookhaven National Laboratory in Long Island, New York. Uh, the project adopts a new name, the Phoenix Project, and mm-hmm. the researchers soon realize that this project is going to require a large radar dish. Does that sound familiar to you guys? <laughs> Not only on Montauk <laughs> Island, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the researchers understand that installing this dish in Brookhaven would most likely compromise the project. There happens to be a decommissioned Air Force base not too far from Book- Brookhaven available in Montauk, New York. The site was large and remote, which also had water access, which allowed the movement of equipment in and out of the base to go pretty much undetected. So equipment gets moved to Camp Hero in the 1960s, and an underground bunker located beneath the base is installed. According to some, the site was closed and donated as a park with provisions that everything underground would remain the property of the United States Air Force to mask the nature of the project. So from here, I'm going to list some key parts of the book. So the underground facility was expanded to as many as 12 levels with several hundred workers. Homeless and runaway kids were abducted and uh, subjugated to large amounts, subjected to large amounts of electromagnetic radiation with very few survivors. Subjects had their psychic abilities enhanced to the point where they could materialize objects out of thin air. Experiments were conducted in teleportation. A porthole in time was created, allowing researchers to travel anywhere in time or space. This was further developed into a stable time tunnel. Contact was made with extraterrestrials through the time tunnel and technology was exchanged, enhancing the project, which allowed access to hyperspace. And that was all on Montauk Island at this point, right? Yes, at Camp Hero. Okay, okay. So, mind control experiments were conducted on the runaways that were abducted and brought to the base where they underwent uh, excruciating excruciating periods of physical and mental torture. Many were killed during the process and buried at the site. Hmm. On or around August 12, 1984, the time travel project at Camp Hero is interlocked in hyperspace with the original Rainbow Project back in 1943. The U.S. Eldridge was drawn into hyperspace. Two men, Al Bielik and Duncan Cameron, both claimed to have leaped from the USS Eldridge while it was in hyperspace. The fuck? Yes, yeah. yes, I'm so glad you mentioned <laughs> Al. I'm over here dancing. <laughs> so the two are kind of disoriented from this whole event, and basically somehow they end up back at Camp Hero in the year 1983. They both claim to have met John Newman, a famous physicist, even though he was known to have died in 1957. 
According to Newman, he was part of the original Philadelphia experiment, but the U.S. Navy denies this. Staff from Camp Hero traveled to the USS Eldridge and shut down the generators, causing the ship to return back to Philadelphia in 1943, resulting in the collapse of the time tunnel. Metahumans and experiments in special serums to create such individuals were tested. Super soldiers. Yeah, serum. pretty interesting. <laughs> kind of brings me back to, yeah, super soldiers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, so after the experiments were completed, the facility was closed. All staff were brainwashed, killed, or sworn to absolute secrecy. Jesus. All records of the project were destroyed, and according to some, research at the site continues to this day. Damn. Yeah, to this day. To this day, yeah. Yeah, um, I, like I told T yesterday, the first time I heard of Montauk Island um, was when the Montauk Monster came up onto the shore. Yeah. And it looks, it looks like a dog slash pig with a beak. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. Could, it's online. You could totally look it up. It's cryptid the weird. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. I it's... wouldn't even know if it would be considered a cryptid. I'm not sure. Um, but I, I, mean... I did see pictures and it's it, they they say it's like about the size of a small dog or so. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is like Naomi said it has like almost like a like a bird beak. Yeah. Coming out of its face and almost like human-looking fingers mm-hmm. coming from its hands or paws or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's definitely it not a hoof, yeah. like a pig, but yeah. Pukwudgie. Yeah. A pukwudgie. <laughs> if that's what they look like, it's scary as fuck. Everything is a pukwudgie to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, definitely uh, interesting. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not is up to you, but, uh, you know, we've seen lots of different mind control type of uh, things pop up, you know, like MK Ultra. Yes, thank you. Yes. And What's several that? other. Oh, you'll you'll find out. Okay. Well, because well, it's on our list of episodes. <laughs> I yeah. definitely want to get into MK Ultra. Maybe I'll be back for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tino. That was awesome. Um, I'm kind of wanting to hit on something that you mentioned about Al Balik. 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 Yeah. Bailik. Absolutely. Anyways, Al. So not only was he on the USS Eldridge in 1943, mm-hmm. but he actually claimed to have jumped twice oh, wow. to two different years. The first year was 2137, and he said that when he arrived there, he was immediately treated for radiation, but he said that they were using mainly light. So he, they were having light hit him, which I think is interesting because radiation... And light, like, won't you, don't you get radiation from... I don't know. I don't know how it all works. I just yeah. thought it was interesting. Yeah, so, um, And when he was at that hospital being treated for radiation, he said the only thing that was on TV was the news and educational programs. He also said that there was so many shifts um, in the Earth's plate tectonics that Florida was completely gone. Damn. The Great Lakes were just one giant lake. <laughs> and... Atlanta, Georgia, was about three miles from the Atlantic Ocean. <gasps> wow. Whoa. So when I read that, if, do you guys know about the Georgia Guidestones? Yes, no. absolutely. Well, I don't so, know anything So <laughs> Georgia Guidestones are near there. Okay. And they're supposed to be like what you're supposed to follow if the, if the world ends. Commandments, yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that it was in Georgia. So I don't know if that's a connection or not, but I thought it was really interesting. I don't interesting. know anything. <laughs> Yeah, um, there's... Serena's clueless. This up. Look at my cat. What the I fuck know. is she doing? Conspiracies <laughs> around the guidestones that yeah. people say, you know, are like Naomi said, like in 
like almost like a like a population control type. It of is, event, yeah. yeah. Oh. And it's it's interesting. I did a huge project on it when I was in college. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. That um, Florida is gone. The Great Lakes are one giant lake. Um, Atlanta, Georgia, now is beachfront property. U.S. and Canada, the government no longer existed in the year 2137. There was more of a local martial law sort of going on. Like, wow. people were governing themselves is what it sounded like, according to Bailik. They also, there, there was a huge war, according to him, in 2005, that uh, the population of the entire world went down to 300 million. We're at 7.6 billion right yeah. now, guys. So, obviously, that didn't happen. Yeah. But who knows if something changed mm-hmm. or yeah. if he went to, like, a different space in time that yeah. wasn't connected to his. And so he went to the year 2137, and then he ended up jumping forward. And I couldn't find the reason why he was sent to another time, but it was 2749. And he spent two years in the year 2749, wow. according to him. He said that everything, all the cities were floating Everything was in a floating city. Interesting. He also said there was no government and everything was run by AI technology. Oh. Well, was going that way. There was also no <laughs> money or currency and everything was run off of some sort of credits, but nobody was poor. He said that everybody could get whatever they wanted from these credits. Yeah, so, AI, uh, AI yeah. scares me. <laughs> I agree. But yeah. yes, that I just had to touch back on that. I was like, I thought his were really interesting. Um, the whole floating cities thing has been recorded by other people who say that they've traveled through time. Also, the Jonas Brothers, they went to the year 3000, (laughs) and everyone lived underwater. Well, I'm not sure about that. And also, your great-great-great-granddaughter's doing fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yep, time travel. Super interesting. I have... So many more questions when it comes to it. Just what? Okay, so to me, like, what's the diff? Is is it different if you're going forward in time as opposed to like parallel universes? That's kind of where I was wondering if Al was in a different universe when he yeah. said that in the year two thousand five that there was a big war. That could have been a different universe compared to what he was originally yeah, especially supposed to be when set these on. guys were, you know, they were messing around with, you know, opening. Uh, apparently portholes to Mm -hmm. other dimensions so who knows what could have happened i mean it's possible if you believe in like you know the parallel universe Mm -hmm. theories that maybe it was an alternate universe yeah spider-man went to so many different (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no you're right like why not if they if you if they actually have technology to be able to go through time go forward or back through time you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You really don't know what that technology is doing. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot to soak into. And Mm -hmm. the story does, at first it was kind of confusing because, you know, you're talking about so many different aspects here, not just with the mind control, but Mm -hmm. time travel and opening up these portals to different dimensions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was a lot to take in. Took me a few times kind of reading it over to actually understand exactly what was going on. But you can see how it the the tie-ins to uh, Stranger Things, if you guys have seen the show. Naomi (laughs) hasn't, so... Um, Not like me. (laughs) Well, it made me think of Lost, too. 
Yes, Ooh, Lost like, kind of delves have, in the whole time. Actually, yeah. like I've seen it all the way through like three times. Same. Actually, yeah. <laughs> probably more than that. To be honest with you, um, that was like one of the first shows that we watched together when we got together. That's mm-hmm. his favorite show, or was at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he showed it to me, <laughs> and yeah, there's a lot of that going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lost has a whole lot of shit going on though. Yeah, <laughs> but. uh yeah, I think the whole time travel thing was awesome. I'm so glad you hit on Montauk Island. Because, yeah. yeah, the Philadelphia experiment ties into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of it. Even about- um, the MK Ultra, which is mind control. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and, and, you know, even serums and, we'll see, and then that's messing like- with people's psyches. Yeah. And, you know. That's like the Divergent series, too. Yeah. It reminds me of that. All of these kind of, what would you call that genre? I don't a sci-fi just because I don't know what else to yeah. call it. There's a Wasn't specific, there a name? Yeah, there's a specific like, yeah. for the Hunger Games. And yeah. I would definitely series. say it's like dystopian. It, yeah, for sure. that's yeah. It, there yeah. you go. Yeah, dystopian. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a lot of that. Uh huh. So, do we want to? I have one other story that's possible time travel. If you guys want to hear it, let's hear. All right. So, um, have you guys heard of Larina Garcia Gordo? No, never heard of her. All right. So (laughs) in July of 20 or 20, uh 2008, (laughs) in 2008, this woman, Lorena, woke up and she was, you know, about to get ready for work, whatever you do the first thing in the morning. But she immediately noticed that these aren't my bed sheets, but this is my room. This is my house. And she's like, okay, that's just strange. So she continues to go to work. You know, get ready for the day, and she just, you know, that was the first thing she noticed so was she the bed sheets. Kind of has a suspicion, but just kind of going along exactly. with it. Exactly. Yeah. So she goes to work. Once she arrives at work, she notices that the name on her office door was not her name. So that put up something else. She's like, okay, that's so strange. What is going yeah, definitely on? Definitely a red flag there. So she actually, instead of like immediately going to like her supervisor or whoever, her boss, she went onto her company's website. She found herself on her company's website. However, she was in a completely different department and had a completely different role in the company. Wow. So she called the supervisor who she found on the online through her company. It wasn't her original supervisor, obviously. But she calls him and says, I got to take a sick day. Which, at this point, I'm like, I would be so confused. I don't even know if I could make that phone call. So, good job for her for having... She didn't want that no-show, no-call. Yeah, so she straight up (laughs) called her supervisor and said, I gotta take a day. I'm not having... You know, I don't feel well. So, she goes back home and she's starting to kind of like, okay, what the hell's going on? She looks at her credit card. She looks at her ID and everything's the same. Nothing has changed. Her address is the same. Phone numbers are the same. Everything's good. But as she's at home and she noticed her bed sheets that morning, well, she starts to notice a couple different things. She goes into her phone and she goes to dial her boyfriend's number. His number's not in there, but her ex-boyfriend's number is in there. <laughs> and according to everything she found out from just going through her phone, she is still with her ex-boyfriend. Oh, wow. She it's hasn't been with him in years and she's been dating this other guy for like four months at this point. She can't find this other guy in her phone, and it's only her ex. And let's see, they haven't been together for seven years at this point. So at this point, I'd be trying to 
figure out what, what yeah, year it was. <laughs> exactly. But it was the same year. She looked up the news. She looked at the previous, like, Newsday's um, wow. articles. She said they were all the same. She's like, nothing has changed except for the fact that these are not her bed sheets. She noticed that her clothes, she did have some clothes that she doesn't remember buying. Hmm. Um, and like I said, she's like, where's my boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> so she went to a psychiatrist. Because she's like, there's something wrong with my head. I can't figure this out. The psychiatrist can't find anything wrong with her. They're like, are you? Is it just stress? And she goes, no, nothing out of the normal. So she started thinking, is she having some sort of amnesia? But she really doesn't believe that because she's like, no, I haven't been with this man for seven years. I didn't buy that article of clothing. You know, everything else that would be this little things that you're like, I did not do that. That would slowly drive you insane, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she, and she went to a couple different psychiatrists while this was, you know, going on. So months have passed. She's gone to psychiatrists. They can't find anything. She's talked to her family. They, they're like, you're, I'm sorry, but none of that has happened. You've been with this man still. Yes, you did buy those. Yes, this is where your job is. Yes, this is your job title. And so a couple months go by. And her sister goes to have some sort of surgery. And Lorena is like, why is she having this surgery again? She already had it. She doesn't need it again. And her sister and her family is like, what are you talking about? She has not had this surgery. So Lorena, as these months go on, she's starting to like go through past emails, past text messages. And she does not remember any of these emails or texts. She's, She's really trying to figure this shit out, guys. So, essentially, she just kind of gave up after five months. She kind of accepted that this is still her life somehow, and she went online and posted a blog about oh, it. Wow. So I do have where that blog is, and we will <laughs> post it. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of that uh, TikTok. that guy on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Who, what year did he claim? I think it was like. Ugh, I don't even remember. 2027 or something? Oh, yeah. He was but stuck in the year 2027 or something like that? Though. Yeah. Yeah. See, she thinks that she's in a parallel universe. Yeah. Which goes yeah. into our time travel I wonder, thing. what if she, like, astral projected into that? She kind of asks about that. So, she, it is all in Spanish, so it was kind of hard to find some things that were, like, easily translatable. But um, she pretty much just made this blog asking for help. She's like, I don't think I belong here, but some things are the same. But there's so many things that aren't. And I don't remember the last five months compared to now, the, the next five months that she's been in this new universe. I feel like she astral traveled into like, because mm-hmm. she was sleeping. She when was happened, sleeping. Yeah. You can do that in mm-hmm. your sleep. Yeah. I feel like that's what happened. Or it's very like she's possible just that... stuck or they swapped consciousness or however you want to. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe she just accidentally uh, entered into like a different timeline or a mm-hmm. different parallel. Exactly. What would you do? I don't know. That's I how I don't thought. know. Especially... What would you do? I would Quit feel like dog. I would be going crazy, yeah, which is I... how she felt. Yeah, that's totally understandable. I would just, and I don't know exactly what I would do at all, actually. I have no clue how I would react. What yeah, because about... I've seen other people, uh, like if you go on Reddit, there's people that claim that they have traveled to a like a parallel universe or a parallel reality. Mm-hmm. And Isn't that where like other people will see it's... that they're, they'll like try to find... It's like almost like 
that same story that mm-hmm. Naomi just said, where these people start noticing these like subtle differences. Like, yeah. Like a lot of things are the same, but they they see subtle little differences in how things have changed, and uh, some of them claim to get stuck in these these parallel. Yeah. I feel universes. like I got down some hole one night where it was like kind of the same situation, or maybe it was a movie that I watched <laughs> where like say she woke up in that, and then. Um, how she's mm-hmm. telling people, like, oh, this isn't where I'm supposed to be, whatever, whatever, right? But, like, they weren't supposed to let them know. And, like, once they get sight on, uh-huh. like... I feel like I'm mixing Insidious with something <laughs> else. I don't know. Or did I make this? It was just a fever dream. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But a time but, travel is just... Or, or even just parallel universes is one of those things that you can't 100% wrap your mind around. Yeah. Well, what's yeah. that one show you used to watch with James Franco? That was about the... Um, the JFK assassination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't well, he time travel? It was the year that, that, yeah, the year that JFK. I forget was, what the um, show was. Supposedly yeah. shot. Supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a good show. Nineteen was it sixty four? Okay, something. something, like that. something it was in the sixties. Yeah. I don't remember. I know I suck. I don't know American history either. So, so I don't remember <laughs> the character's name. But Franco goes back through like uh, his neighbor has like a portal, mm-hmm. and he goes through the portal, and he's basically Maybe I want to say was like that a show where you can't let people know that you're. I don't know. It can't was let like him know. it yeah. was basically like the more he tried to investigate the JFK assassin assassin assassination. <laughs> Uh, it's so hard. The more like time started to kind of like fuck with him and and, mm-hmm. and kind of like yeah. fight back, like in, in other words, like the time it, didn't want to be changed. Like what happened gotcha. was supposed to happen, and the more Franco tried to change the, worse the way things happen, okay. yeah, the more things would happen to him to try to get him to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good show. It was a good show. Yeah, it wasn't very long, but it was good and yeah, straight to the point. Interesting. I love that they'll never stop making stuff about time travel and we'll always have like things mm-hmm. to watch or the stories to, the to read. Right? <laughs> I Which love I watched the for future. the first time a couple months ago. <laughs> You're breaking my heart. I know. I, it's going to break your heart how many movies I haven't I seen. I own all of them. If you want to borrow Classics, them, yeah. I will hand deliver them to you. They're on Netflix. I have no reason to not, but I just, I don't know. I just, I always, I rewatch like the same four shows. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, we're definitely going to have to touch back on like, you know, different parallel universes. I, I started doing research on wormholes, which, yeah. oh my gosh. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that kind of reminds me of like Interstellar. Oh, yeah. Interstellar, that's, that's a that great movie. movie. See, I've yeah. seen that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, too. Well, I think this will just have to wrap it up, guys, because we're just going to keep talking about random stuff now. <laughs> movies. <laughs> So thank you guys for listening to us. Thank you, T, for thank being you. on our show. You'll have to come back. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thanks, Bear. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, well, we do have social media, as um, you guys know. Naomi, do you know? What I, I do. I have my cheat sheet right here, Serena. We are on Instagram at Weird Mythic Podcast. We're also at Facebook.com slash Weird Mythic. Come hang out with us on Twitter yes. at Weird Mythic and send us an email at Weird Mythic Podcast at gmail.com i want to know your guys's theories on time travel or 
parallel universes movies that you like about time travel (laughs) and still i want your stories yes send us all the stories all your suggestions we really like doing this and i hope you guys continue to listen bye bye